Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Goth and Nerd Music Podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Andrews. And I'm your other host, Nick Kazina. How are you today, Nick? I'm all right, you know. Fucking traffic was horrible, but uh, otherwise, good. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't, I, so I didn't hit a lot of traffic on the way over here, Mm -hmm. but like everyone is driving like a jag off. They really are. (laughs) And like the one street that like leads to the, my office, so where I work, is always under construction and it was especially under construction today. And then I thought I could make it home with the amount of gas that I had in my tank and I, oh no, I got real close. (laughs) So I had to stop at the, uh. That American Natural, right by, right at the stop of the top of the South Side, which was actually cheaper than the like one in Crafton, but I was just like, at twenty dollars, quickly go, <laughs> get me home. I was like, why did I do this to myself? My anxiety's off the fucking charts. <clears throat> Man, I've I've done that to myself before. Like, I'll just get gas tomorrow, and then like tomorrow comes, and you're just like, fuck, I'm late for work, and I have like less than a quarter tank of gas, and I'm like running on fumes. I actually just did that to myself not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I started my car this morning, I was like, quarter tank, go. And then whenever I got into my car after work, it was like half of a quarter tank, fuck. And like I have an SUV and I get like, I did the math. I do get roughly like 10 to 12 gallons a, a, uh, a mile and it's just not great. <laughs> no. No, my, my car does like this thing where it like, it'll count, it counts down to like how many miles you have left. Mm. But then once it gets to 30 miles, it just lines, like it just, it just stops telling you. And I'm like, I feel like it's more important to tell me when I'm like really low. (laughs) Why are you keeping this information from me, car? What is, what is this conspiracy shit? Yeah. And I remember, I remember like the dealership telling me that like once it hit the, hit empty that I still had like 30 miles left and so the first time that that happened I was just like oh it hit 30 like oh I have 30 miles left and then da 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 and then it just like stopped counting down and it just did like dash 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 and I was like oh no I am not okay with this I am not because like you know if like you know it told me if I had like you know 10 miles left I'd be like okay now I really need to stop and get gas so now like I try not to let it get below like 40. This is information from the son of a uh, automotive technician. It's really bad to drive on fumes because it can fuck up your fuel pump. Because the gas keeps the fuel pump cool, which I always think is weird given the fact that like gas is a fucking flammable substance. So keeping something cool just seems weird to me. But like I was working at the garage whenever uh, gas prices went up and never went back down. And um, the amount of people for like seven months that came in with like bad fuel pumps were ridiculous <laughs> that's good to know it's most mostly for my anxiety now i don't let it get that i don't get it i don't let it get that low anymore but it was one of those things that like i'm trying to hold off because it's like i get paid soon like i get paid at the end of the week i'm like i'll, I'll fill it up then and then it's just like no and traffic was like i said was especially bad so i'm just like sitting there just like mm-hmm. 
you have to take the Smithville Street Bridge because the four pit. This is so local talk, holy fuck! But because the four pit bridge is always a cluster motherfuck, which is like ironic because like I know this is so interesting if you're not from Pittsburgh, uh, <laughs> because uh, the the four pit bridge is actually faster for me. But uh, I have to take the Smithville Street Bridge, which is down to one lane. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to take uh, the four pit bridge at, at during rush hour. I actually. There's not many bridges in Pittsburgh that I like to take during rush hour. I was on the phone with Hallie when the first time she ever crossed the Fort Pitt Bridge. Oh, really? Yes. It was an event. <laughs> when she was done, she's like, I feel so accomplished. I never want to do that again. <laughs> well, if you're here for any amount of time, you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. If you go downtown, you're going to have to use the Fort Pitt Bridge. The worst one is definitely the West End Bridge because if you, mm-hmm. like that has like the stoplight at the end of it and, and like at either end. And if you're stopped on it and there's tractor trailers that are driving around it, you can feel it shaking. I don't feel that on like any of the other ones, but that one in particular. Smithville I, does that too. Smithville. I, yeah. I figured because that one was smaller, but I, I hardly ever take that one. I usually don't need to take that one. I usually take it daily. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eh, you know, I know local talk. It's so fucking fascinating. I know. But uh, so Chelsea, what is this bonus episode about? So this bonus episode is um, from an, an album there. It's uh, an up and coming band. They're brand basically brand new as far as like I'm aware, like within like the last couple of years. Um, it we're doing Dark Divine's debut AP EP AP. EP. Their advanced placement. <laughs> a fair partner. <laughs> I listen to too many Reddit out loud stories on YouTube. Um, but Dark Divine's uh, debut EP, Halloween Town. And we, were all, we are also going to throw in their new single, Drown. We're also going to talk about their new single, Drown, since it just came out... Um, Friday before we record this. Yeah, Friday before we record this. And the EP is only like seven songs. So, And it's not like a Macedon seven songs where it's like we're going to be here for almost an hour. It is like a normal amount of... <laughs> there's no nine-minute tracks on this one. Yeah, it is a it is a tri- it is an actual like EP that we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about today and this is a bonus episode because around like very similar times to each other we ended up getting into this band it's probably because we were supposed to go see them together yeah i had well i didn't have covid i got covid like two days later but when we were supposed to go i woke up with my sinuses draining and it felt like someone was squeezing my head every single time i coughed and i'm like chelsea i can't do this (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then me, I was gonna, I was meeting my sister there and my dumbass only got three hours of sleep the night before. Uh, so I was pretty miserable (laughs) to say the least. Um, I was very, very hungover. I was very tired. Um, I missed the first two bands, but I was able to see, uh, I did get to see dark divine. Um, and they were, they were really good live. Um, but I, I was sad that Nick didn't get to go. I was sad too. I wanted to go. I was holding off as long as I possibly could. And I w- really what happened was we also tested that day because our housemate had uh, COVID. And I just remember like sitting there looking at the tubes, waiting for to get our COVID results. And I'm like, I can't fucking do this today. <laughs> the idea of doing any, like going, like literally going out to get the COVID test was like a fucking monumental feat for me that day. So like, 
I was just like, I was sitting there talking to Juliana. I'm like, I really want to do this, but like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. It was, I was, I was also very late, <clears throat> but it was, it was a good show. And they were actually, they were just here back in March too. Um, this was, this show was in, no. No, that was the show. It was in March. Yeah, they were, they were here pre- pre- bleh, previously, like, like a month or two before. And like, we missed them then. I didn't um, even know they were here before that. Yeah, I think I think I may have like saw the day that they were playing that they were playing, and I was like, "Oh, well then." <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but we we both both of us ended up getting into this album like around the same time, and for two or three weeks, this was they were this whole EP was a hyperfixation of mine. It didn't last, you know, nearly as long as my other hyperfixations do because there's only there's only so many times you can play seven songs. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm past that now, but it's still like a really good album and I'm really excited to see um where this band goes because they are really incredible. And yeah. They have a good start. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good, like, they, because they're very, well, you're going to hear, I'm like, I'm going to describe them to you like we're not going to play the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very similar to Motionless and White, because like they're, yeah, I know you're very surprised that Chelsea got hyper fixated on them. Um, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> drink. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's where they're starting out is like, n- like they're starting out being influenced by like normal, like, yeah, normal. Jesus Christ. Um uh, uh, modern motionless and white. That sounds so fucking weird to say, but the 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 most recent version of motionless and white. Uh, so like, I'm very curious to see where they're going to go. I'm really hoping they don't fall into the trap where everyone feels like they need to put a rap verse randomly in their music in their uh, metalcore these days. Because a lot of bands are just like rap verse. I'm like, this is so out of place. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah, you know, I noticed um, the band that they opened for Until I Wake, they did that too. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think, they're not quite as new. Because if I remember, like, looking at their Spotify, they had, oh, maybe they only have one song. Or one one song, one album, now that I'm thinking about it. I, I think, think they only have one, because I listened to it since I was planning on going. I was like, oh, I should probably listen to the other band, huh? And I, they, they I only... <laughs> And I, I, I listened to it. I remember I listened to it on my way home picking up ju- vape juice. And I was just like, I was really into the first couple tracks. And then there's a random rap verse. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> where did this come from? Why? <laughs> I can tell you exactly where that came from. Our favorite person. Oh, that that does narrow it down. Ronnie Radke. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he raps a lot. Or he raps on at least one falling in reverse album which is the only falling in reverse album that i've ever listened to which is well i guess there's two that's why i know all the songs that they play at metalcore night you've listened to one more than i have <laughs> I, I liked escape the okay i liked escape the fate's first album and then i tried listening to their other album after that i'm like oh, this is shit and then i just fell off the ra- i felt he fell off my radar other than the fact that i know he's a fucking pedophile and he went to jail um why do people support this man? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. Like, did we all, did all of us millennials collectively forget that he was a giant piece of shit? I mean, he's probably going to hear this and come for us, but. I could take him. <laughs> he's a scrawny bitch. I could take him. Oh, no, he's pretty buff these days. 
He's pretty buff these days. Yeah. No one says I have to fight fair. <laughs> but yeah, he comes for people on TikTok all the time, which is like literally the worst platform for that man to have. Yeah. I mean, I didn't use TikTok for like a year because every single time I ended up opening it up, it was like underage girls dancing. And I'm like, this is inappropriate. I shouldn't be looking at this. <laughs> Made me feel very uncomfortable. Luckily, I, I, I have to thank Courtney because Courtney just started sending me TikToks. So I'd open up in the app and that fuck that like that got my algorithm away from that. So Courtney also saved my algorithm too by sending well all Courtney started off with Courtney mostly, but then like everyone else sending me things that they knew I would like ended up with like giving me a good algorithm. Um, but I still, I still very rarely like sit and scroll through TikTok. I actually have like 58 unread TikTok DMs right now from people sending them to me. That's why I just text them to you. Yeah, <laughs> like- that is the, that is the way to get me to engage with them. Because like, if you really want me to see a TikTok, text it to me or like message it to me somewhere other than TikTok or my, my Instagram has actually been getting a little backed up to my Instagram DMs of people like sending me reels. I have like, it says like eight unread messages on Instagram right now, but there's, that's just eight people that I have unread messages from. So if you're listening to this and you've sent me a reel on Instagram, I still love you. I will get to it when I have the spoons. Someday. (laughs) Yeah. Someday Someday in the future. Someday. I just get like, it gets a, it gets a little, I get so many of them from so many different people that it gets a little overwhelming and I just like have to take a step back. And there was like a time for TikTok, like that I had so many DMS that I was just like, would never scroll through my own TikTok Cause I was just so like burnt out on it. Fair. Yeah. But so anyway, Dark Divine. Dark Divine, yes. Actually, that actually brings up like a really good point. Actually, that's a really good segue. Um, Dark Divine, um, the singer Anthony Martinez actually went viral for his TikTok stitching. Um, it was the Masterpiece Open Verse Challenge mm-hmm. that Motionless and White did um, probably last year. Um, Motionless and White put out a TikTok um, where it was it was shortly after they released their single masterpiece, and it starts off with like, you know, um, the first verse of masterpiece, and then the music, like the lyrics cut out, and the band, um, it's Chris in the, the TikTok video, but the whole band like encouraged people to like write their own verse, and like add it to that TikTok. And Anthony Martinez of Dark Divine, his went viral because it was really, really good. And um, the winner, like the winner of the open verse uh, challenge um, got to sing Slaughterhouse um, on the Trinity of Terror tour with Motionless and White. And he actually did there. He was um, it was the Orlando show. I think he uh, was able to sing Slaughterhouse with Motionless and White, and I think that's really cool. So it wasn't exactly the worst. Uh, you uh, thought we just got sidetracked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's how that's that's kind of how this band like ended up like blowing up the way they did was because of that. Yeah, they just came up with my Apple Music suggestions, and I was like, okay. Halloween Town. Halloween Town. (laughs) Well, immediately I was just like, okay, is this like actually Nightmare for Christmas or is it just the name Halloween Town? That's what got. I do remember like listening to this and like immediately going like, oh, Chelsea's going to like this. (laughs) 
if I had a dollar for a single time I listened to a new band and I'm like, oh, Chelsea's going to like this, I'd be fucking rich. <laughs> I should start giving you dollars. <laughs> Especially now that like I'm actually like not hyper fixated on anything and I'm actually listening to like a variety of music now. Like, don't get me wrong, Motionless and White is still in there, but um, there's a couple songs that never, like, really come off of my, like, on-repeat playlist, but I'm, I'm really proud of myself. I'm, like, listening to new music, like, not from, like, you know, my early teens, listening to new music, a variety. It's been, it's been great. I listen to, th- I actually listen to things when people send them to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Except TikToks. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, because what was it? When we first started being friends, there was like a backlog. I'm like, do you have you heard this? You're like, no. I was like, should I? Should I, I, I actually remember. I was like, should I just stop sending you music? <laughs> am, I, am I being a dick about this? <laughs> no, you're not being a dick. It's just, yeah, I just am not. When I'm, if I'm on one band, I'm only on that band. And like. I will try to like listen to it. I will give it like I usually will try to give it a listen, but it never like really clicks. And I had listened to it Halloween Town, the song came up on my Spotify list too. Um and I really liked it. Like, you know, I you know added it to my liked songs. Um, but it I don't know, just for some reason one day um when I was like, oh, I should probably listen to the rest of their stuff. Like j- that just clicked. And I was like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we should get into it then. Uh, as per usual, the Gotham Nerd Music Podcast is a podcast of critical analysis. So we're listening to the band in question to uh, give critical analysis. And as always, it's in the notes. It's way, way more articulate in the notes. I promise you. <laughs> All right, so this first song is called Runaway, and I, I really like this song. This is one of my favorites. We have a while before we get to my favorite. Same, mine is the, the last one, other than the second to the last one. Oh, that's why there's a chainsaw, the blade on a chain. I just I love his voice that's really what like drew me in is he has the he has such a great voice he does he emotes really really well Mm mm-hmm Like, his cleans are very, very well emoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Change all the beginning. It's in the lyrics. <laughs> Did you not know the lyrics to the song? No, no. I really only know the lyrics to, like, circles. Oh, <laughs> And I, I, I peruse the uh, the Halloween Town lyrics to be like, yes, it's actually about the movie. For those of you who don't know, I have I have two Night Before Christmas tattoos. So, and also on top of my monitor is Jack and Sally. So, I noticed that they were cool. <laughs> 
They're just happy they don't keep getting knocked over now. <laughs> he also has a really good scream. Yeah. I I I just I I immediately fell in love with his voice. I hate those fucking advertisements. <laughs> oh, yeah, to be fair, I only I really just know the lyrics because I listened to this whole album to like to death. So there's a couple like in the in the middle that I don't know as well. Um, but I have a pretty good. That bye-bye always made me think of, uh, uh, Einstein kills. Mm-hmm. Well, they do have, they, they are like, they, they do like incorporate like some like horror elements in their music too. And like they, their face paint, there's like stage makeup is like really cool. All of them. I do like the line separating the flesh from meaning. Yeah, their their lyrics are really good too. There's a there's probably a lot that I'm gonna touch on in this song. Shocking. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot I mean I might find things to say, but I don't have a lot to say until I get to circles, so like <laughs> <laughs> Did you just want to do this because you wanted to talk about circles? No, I wanted to. No, okay, yes, but no, because like the what inspired this was just like I saw Chelsea's hyperfixation, and I was just like, I know that we're never going to be able to do a proper episode on this because it's so short, and I was just like, fuck it. Do you want to do a fucking bonus episode? We need a bonus episode. So like, and you almost immediately was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, like it was, it was probably like almost like immediately after you like within minutes of you sending me that text message and then I was just like I was actually gonna ask you if you wanted to do that great minds (laughs) this is why we have a podcast together (laughs) we are very much on the same page a lot of the time to some people's dead because like we've gotten like critiques of it and and, like people were like you guys should like oppose each other more often we're just like no it's not not why we wanted to do a podcast together no i'm not gonna fight with my friends (laughs) just for good podcasting well no (laughs) the look on chelsea's face everybody (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding But yeah, I mean, if we like, if we genuinely disagree, we will disagree. But like, we're just on the same page. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can't understand. I've never like, maybe that's the reason why my podcasts are not more successful. Because it's usually whenever I like I do a podcast, I'm like, I like you as a person. Let's do a podcast together. Not because like, oh, you fucking asshole. Like, come on, let's let's get some conflict on uh, on the airwaves sort of thing. Well, I hate conflict, and I also don't like to hang out with people that I don't like, so... I mean, I- same. <laughs> it's been working out pretty well for me, generally. So, so Chelsea scrolled to the top of the lyrics, so she has thoughts. Yes. Um, I mean, like you said, um, I think... Well, you, you uh, pointed it out, anyway, 
Um, I really like the run away, run away from the thoughts in your brain, tearing you apart like a blade on a chain. Like, I think that's really clever because this like there's lots of like chainsaw references in this song. <laughs> I was like just really surprised that Nick didn't catch that before. I didn't know. <laughs> I like the okay, to be fair. As the kids would say, this chorus slaps, so I usually am just mostly paying attention to the chorus. <laughs> yeah, the the uh the chorus does slap. It's uh what's the point in living for something when you can't even live for yourself? All we know is bleeding for nothing and the saw is always there to help. Not really quite sure like what that what that means cuz I, I don't think a chainsaw is very helpful for not bleeding. Yeah, I mean the the <laughs> first three lines makes me think of like either like nationalism or capitalism because it's like what's the point of living uh when you can't even live for yourself all we know is bleeding for nothing like that's what immediately think i i my brain goes to but the the whole you know the and the saw is always there to help i that one i don't i'm not 100 percent sure yeah i'm not i'm not sure either but i like i love i love the what's the point in living for something when you can't even live for yourself all we know is bleeding for nothing. Like, I, I like that. I didn't actually even think about it from, like, a capitalism standpoint. It, it, I also was very much in my feels when I was hyperfixated on this album. So no I was thinking. <laughs> Shut up. <man. laughs> but, um, so I was like, uh, yeah, I, I was, I took it as, like, a more of, like, an emotional, like, like, kind of like what is the point of living for something when like you can't live for yourself yeah i mean also the, the run away from the thoughts in your i mean this is the, the this song is probably most likely about mental illness just because like there's nothing in this internal wasteland and also what was it the uh like the first line which is run away run away from the thoughts in your brain it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> tearing you apart like a blade on a chain uh-huh yeah been there <laughs> same very much same and like there's another one down um your mind screams louder than a chainsaw mm-hmm. is another part of the of the of the chorus no it's a fun, it's a good opening song it is a very good opening song um I think it's just one of those things too, where it's just like, I think I like a lot of the other songs a lot more. Um, it just, but this is, this is a good so- opening song. I assume they played their entire album for their set. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that they played at least most of them. I, yeah, I think they did. They st- they opened with the fear, which is my favorite. We'll get to it. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to get into it. But I love that song. So I was really I was really happy that they, they played that one first. Get the feels over. Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have quite a few songs. You're gonna loosen up a little <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um I think that's I think that's all that I have to say about that one. I I like this song. This is this is actually one of my favorite songs. But it, it could also be that I know it the most because so when I would like play it on like re- like repeat the album, it would go the fear, Halloween town, and then this song. 
and then I'd start it over at the fear. So like the last like it wouldn't be like the last three songs, but it was like mostly those three songs that were playing. And I like I like the energy of the song. Mm-hmm. I did, I mean I did the same thing. I had a whenever we were both into this, I was doing um, an archive job at the federal courthouse, so I was listening to this on repeat while I was archiving and a dead federal judge's like scrapbooks. <laughs> All right, so we can move on. Oh, oh okay. My the cursor. We both have mal, mal, uh, mouses because it's mouses whenever it's a fucking. Uh, it's the equipment um and uh the the cursor jumped i'm like oh wait is chelsea trying to do something it's like no no just being weird yeah i did not even realize that there was another person on this out on this song (laughs) yeah it's i think i think i can kind of tell where it is but oh oh the genius breaks it down for us yeah thanks genius (laughs) um so this one is no escape featuring ricky armalino that sounds right to me. Yeah. Sorry if that's um if that is um not how you pronounce it and I'm also not sure who that is. I I don't know who it is either. I get the song, yeah. <laughs> I like this song too. This it's like it's fun and bouncy. We know how you love fun and bouncy. I do. <laughs> you got to you got to uh you gotta uh, throw in some bounce to break up the feels. That that would be your autobiography, bounce and feels. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like bourbon and breakdowns. Fair. You can already hear that they're trying to mix it up a little bit too. Like every song sounds slightly different, mm-hmm. which is like not something that's super common with newer bands. Like newer bands are just like, we're just going to be the band that we're influenced by, especially with a metalcore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did think that that was a different singer. Their courses are really good. Mm-hmm. They really are. Even this song has like a very Halloween town vibe, like a very Nightmare for Christmas with the laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all they all sound different, but they're still very cohesive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is now to the point anytime someone does a bleh I'm like Chelsea <laughs> good use of electronics also mm-hmm 
their production value for being a new band is just really good. I mean, that comes with like the territory of like the democratization of like all of this stuff. Where it's just like everyone, like in film school, everyone was always talking about like the democratization of of film equipment. I'm like, yeah, it's still fucking expensive. It's not really the same anymore. Like I tell Brandon this all the time where I'm like, I'm jealous of you because if you have an idea, you can make a shitty demo and get the idea on the ground. I have to like write a fucking script and like convince someone to give me fucking money (laughs) for me to have like so far not doing a good job in the convincing (laughs) to give me money part. That was no escape. That's a also on genius. This is just like a weird little quirk that I'm very curious on why it is on the outro. The two lines are when you hear them sing, there is uh, no escape when you and then dash exclamation point. I don't know if that's supposed to like represent a scream or something. (laughs) I think it just cuts off. Uh, I use ellipsis. That was the reason why. Yeah, it was probably just whoever did it. Mm-hmm. The, the the internet grammar is changing. Ellipses don't mean the same thing as they did when... Over my dead cold body. <laughs> you will not take my ellipsis from me. I use ellipsis a lot. <laughs> That's how I get my fucking tone across. That and emojis. But like... Don't take those from that. That's how you know you're a millennial is whenever you use emojis to dictate tone. That that is an emoji. That is a that is very much a millennial thing. Yeah, the the amount of times I have to use the the grinning face with the sweat drop Mm -hmm. because it's like the face that I make all the time when I'm like uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So yeah, I I really like this song. Um, It's like you know. It's not one of my favorites. It, you know, obviously wouldn't even put it. Like, it's not in like the top three, but I do like I like the the rhythm of it, and I think that um, I just think the lyrics are really good. Um, the vocals are great. Again, the choruses are are they're they're bangerific. Yeah, they really are. I, I they're all the every chorus on this album is a banger. Like. I mean, most of the songs are bangers too, but like the choruses are just like chef's kiss. Yes. Chef's kiss. Yeah. They, they, they know what they're doing. There's a lot of talent in this band and like the fact that they come out with like, okay, one, the fact that they came out with an EP that is longer than three tracks is pretty like impressive. And then on top of that, like Chelsea talked about like the production value of their, of their music. Like I know I was saying like that comes to the democratization and everything, but like to get it to sound like this professional is still not easy because like mixing is a thing, which I have no fucking idea how to mix. <clears throat> but like being able to do like be able to put out something like this where like you listen to it and you're like oh they have to have other albums they have to have other things that kind of no they do not it is just this yeah and that's like it is really <clears throat> impressive like i listened to this and i was just like this is really it this is really it like i went and like looked at like all of the singles that spotify had listed and it was just all stuff from the ep and i was just like damn it yeah i did the same thing i want more (laughs) i did the same thing i was i was very impressed by them i mean i especially given the fact that i well yeah the name and also halloween town i was just like okay yeah they also like they just like musically together all sound really good (laughs) excuse me like they're like really cohesive like it seems like they've been like if you if you were to tell me 
that this band has been like a band for like 10 years, I would, you know, believe you. But I actually don't think they've been a band for very long. I know. You kind of met them. How old do they look? They're very, they look really young. <laughs> I kind of made them, you mean ran away scared. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is what I meant. I was trying to be a lot nicer where you just like, you know, you bought a shirt and you're like, great show guys. And then you walked away. Like, I thought that was a little nicer than you like ran away scared. I wasn't going to out you like that. <laughs> no, I was going to out myself anyway. I, um, I, I had like every intention of like, you know, like trying to talk to them after their show or like before or something, because I know that they, you know, there's it's they're still small and like they, you know, they take pictures with people all the time and whatnot. And I wanted to do that. But because I had only three hours of sleep and I was stressed out about only having three hours of sleep and having to drive and be there and just be tired. And I was. I was just really stressed out. I was like especially shy that day for for all of those reasons. So I like I bought a shirt and they were like the whole band. I bought a shirt from like the merch girl or merch person and the whole band was like standing right there and like they were kind of like 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 they saw me buying a shirt and so I kind of like walked like I kind of like walked over and like they all looked like they were gonna like you know like like were like interested in like maybe talking and I was like you guys did great goodbye and then I like ran away <laughs> so if you're listening to this I'm sorry you probably don't remember me because it really it really wasn't like a like a very obvious like like sprint away it was just a very much like a shy person saying he did great but <laughs> I mean, that's probably what they just chalked it up to. Like yeah. nothing more than that. Just like, oh, she's shy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do like I still do wish that I would have talked to them. But I just that day, it was just not my day, apparently. So maybe the next time they come around. <laughs> I should be able to go next time. Yeah, you can be you can be my. <laughs> I'll stand behind you and just like push you forward. You're like, go on, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I, 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 like, I, like they all seem like really super nice too. It was just, it was just like not a day for me. So sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a day for me either. Just in a very different way. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I didn't make it there at least. You got further than I did. Yes. All right. So next we have your ghost. Which I also know that as uh, there's a there's a horror punk band Calibrese, which one of my favorite songs by them is called Your Ghost. Very different. Oh wow. I've been around people with I've heard I've heard those lines. <laughs> I've heard those lines, IRL. Yeah. If you didn't hear, it was dissociate, try to soothe the pain going in my inside my head. Dissociate, try to soothe the pain, everything. Uh, though it is all uh, just happened again. I think they may struggle with uh, mental illness. Just based off of these lyrics. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a sixth sense or something, <laughs> but...
This yeah. was uh, this this song was actually probably aside from like the fear um, in Halloween Town. This was actually this was probably like my favorite song that they did live. Okay. They like this was like a really like this sounded really really great live and it really stands out in my head. The way they use electronics is the way that I always love bands using electronics, which is to create atmosphere. Where the demons hide, the voice behind my eyes. Which is a great line. That's a very poetic line. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, yeah. And then then the next part is showing me the things that haunt me most. Truth comes to light as you twist the knife. Feel my hate escape and become your ghost. I love that scream. He has a really good scream. I like his scream a lot. It's a very articulate scream. Mm -hmm. Also listening to this, it's very obvious they have a, a vision. At least someone in the band. I would hope that the entire band has a vision because at the age that they're at, if the entire band doesn't have a vision, that means that they ain't going to last long. But if someone has a vision in this band and they know exactly what they want this shit to sound like. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like from like what I can see like online and like in the few interviews that I've read or listened to, or like just like, you know, Instagram, it does seem like everyone is on like the same page. Because they're, they're just all kind of like balls to the wall with like with like the look and, and stuff. If they are listening, don't be afraid to go to therapy together, everyone. That's how Rammstein has stayed together for so long. They go to group therapy together. Do it. More bands need to do that. <laughs> I actually didn't know that about, about mm-hmm. Rammstein. Yeah. They went to therapy together. That explains a lot because they've been together for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, and like I know um Till and Richard have like their side projects, but you know, no, they they go they go to therapy together. They go essentially they go to couples ca- uh, counseling like the whole band. So, but more bands need to do that like if they're cuz like Rammstein has said that like if anyone leaves the band, Rammstein's done. Like we're all moving on to something else. Rammstein is just these six men. So like more band, like I said, more bands need to do that. More bands need to not be afraid to go to there. I, I think Metallica put a bad taste in everyone's mouth because of like some kind of monster, and like you know, that was parodied to shit on Metalocalypse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it is a really good thing to do. I mean, before Tim Lambesis got back on his bullshit, that was how As I Lay Dying got back together. <clears throat> because they went to therapy together and they talked it out. And there was that, like, whenever they got back together, there was like this 40 minute video on YouTube of just the, all of them sitting around a table talking about like everything that happened and like them, um, uh, just sharing their feelings and everything. And the one comment that was like at the top of the YouTube video, which I did adore, which was, uh, men talking about their feelings, the most metal thing of all. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do have to ask, are you, I feel, I feel like you are, have a really personal attachment to that. Is there a specific band that I can guess 
what you wish would have went to therapy. Who do you have in mind, Chelsea? Every time I die. Yes. Yes. There was extra, but like that was, there was also family issues there because Keith and Jordan are brothers. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would have liked that. Apparently like, so every time I die, you're going to hear them next season. Everybody get ready. Uh, I know I keep talking about them and you never heard them, but, um, uh, Keith is coming out with a new band, which apparently is like, the, as he said, the heaviest stuff he's ever done, which I'm very interested in. And then the remaining band was like, yeah, we're going to do a band too. And then like, now it's just like two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, I'm not really interested in that project as much, but yeah, no, I, I, but I mean, Keith said that they should have broken up like seven years ago before seven years before they actually did. So yeah, it was just like, while you were going, like while you were talking about that, I'm just like, he's talking about every time I die. Yes. They should have. They should have. <laughs> but uh, just to, I know we touched on some of these lyrics. I just want to like make sure that. Um, I think we might have. I mean, this is a very, very straight, like straightforward song, and I don't say that disagree, like degradingly. It is very obviously about mental health, and it is very much someone struggling with their mental health and using music to, you know, work through that. Yeah. I just like the I like the poetry of it, but I think I think we we as they were happening, I think we uh, we hit it, we hit all of that. Like the um, I cannot I cannot escape from your memory. Help me, help me, help me not become the thing that I hate. It's where my demons hide. The voice behind my eyes eyes showing me the things that haunt me most. Truth comes to light as you twist the knife. Feel my hate escape and become your ghost. I was going to say the exact same part. <laughs> I was going to do the pre-chorus. Like I was like waiting for to see what you were going to say and I was just like, "Yep, that that that's the part I was going to go talk about too." <laughs> yeah, like the 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 pre-chorus that I can't escape from your memory, help me help me. Help me. The, I really like the line, "Help me not become the thing I hate," which is as a man who lives in this society, toxic masculinity is fucking horrible. And I catch myself doing it all the fucking time. And it, there's nothing that brings me more. There are two things that bring me more mental suffering than anything. Toxic masculinity and the uncreative what if. Those are the two things. Like what if, as someone who is a creative, what if is one of the most important questions you can ask. But whenever it gets used against you, oh, the hours I have spent in mental spirals just sitting there thinking like, well, what if this happened? Then Actually, this happened recently. So that same job that I was talking about, um, I had to do it at the federal courthouse because um, uh, the, you're not allowed to leave, take documents out of a federal courthouse. It, it, big no-no. So I had to do it. So Tuesday, I opened up the scanner because we have a big boy. It's fucking huge. Uh, I opened up the scanner for the first time since that job. This job was in February. And... Uh, and I was going to scan some other documents and I open it up and one of the newspaper clippings that I was archiving was still in there. And I was like, oh, fucking no, because I was just like, I just took federal property off of a off of a federal uh, off of off of federal grounds. And I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So like my brain panicked like real bad like i called my boss and i'm like hey i found this and his reaction was just oh dear uh oh dear and so like 
no, this was on Monday because it was Easter Monday. So I emailed my contact at the federal courthouse and I'm like, hey, I left this in the scanner. My sincerest apologies. I didn't mean to take it with me. It's in perfect condition. I just, where should I send it? Because I know that you were, you're, you're planning on donating the scrapbooks to the Duquesne Law Library. <clears throat> and because it was Easter Monday, my contact had off. So I had to spend from one o'clock until nine o'clock, one o'clock in the afternoon until nine o'clock the next morning when I immediately woke up and checked the work email to see if she got back, wondering if I was going to get fined or arrested for taking shit off a of federal property. <clears throat> Spoilers, everyone. It was no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <clears throat> but that is the that's the uncreative what if because oh my god did my brain have a fucking field day for like seven hours like i was able to calm it down eventually but like oh my god the amount of times i clicked the refresh on email at work was it was unhealthy (laughs) (laughs) i mean i could i i know i do not blame you at all for freaking out about that too probably would have done the same thing i freak out by uh, over a lot less (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, those are the, but going back to the song, toxic, toxic masculinity and, and the, 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 un, uh, the unproductive, I should say the unproductive, what if are the things that fucking keep me imprisoned in my brain more than anything that is, I've, I've yet to figure out how to like be able to like compartmentalize and like keep that. What if like sacred and good and like, I won't have to worry and this will be constructive and I no. Mm-mm. I don't think, I I mean, you're talking to somebody with PTSD, so that what if is like (laughs) literally how my brain works, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so, (laughs) but yeah, do you have anything else to say about this song or should we get to the, get to the good stuff? Get to, get to my favorite song on here, so. (laughs) I, I, I like this song. I No, I love this song. The song is fantastic. I was listening to it on the way home from work today. Uh, I was listening to this and because I have like a, I, I do yearly playlists and my 2023 playlist is only like 10 tracks at this point. My 2023 play, uh, 2022 playlist was like somewhere in the ballpark of 40 and it's like two and a half hours long. I have a ways to go. Um, but that being said, like this is one of the songs that's on there. Cause it's like the songs that remind me of this year, um, of the year that, that I heard them, but I was listening to this and, uh, fucking caress by the bunny and the bear. Have you heard that song? No, I'll have to play it for you. I think you'll like it. That's what I was, yeah. Well, you know, that's what I was singing while we were getting ready. The way that he delivers fucking dream every single time is perfect. Mm -hmm. I really like this song too. And I also really relate to the lyrics on this one. I love the vocals, like all of the vocals, like that little thing that yeah. he just did. I love that. They wanted metal, so I gave them rust.
Oh, I never. I, I actually didn't know those lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It this I mean that this has like that part of the song where it's like something that people aren't talking about, but like the the negative effect uh, the social media has on people's brains. It's not really like it's talked about, but it's not really talked about in art all that much, other than like some very pretentious art where it's just like you bothered to go online, you fucking cheap. <laughs> like, I love this breakdown. Yeah, he uses his voice as um, an instrument a lot on this song, which is probably one of the reasons why I like it so much. There's no lyrics for this part. I forgot that I'm controlling <laughs> the music. Chelsea's controlling music. But, so okay, we only got into like two seconds of the next yeah, video. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. But um, <clears throat> no, this actually was very apt. The last conversation, like what we had, we talked about, or I talked about uh, beforehand, was actually very apt whenever I'm reading these lyrics because just like this first verse really fucking hits like this first verse i don't think they're millennials they're probably elder zoomers but like ooh, this is this is the millennial way where it's i thought getting older would be easier but now i need someone to tell me when to breathe and for what nothing i do is enough they wanted metal so i gave them rust i'm just like oh fuck you mm. <laughs> Oh, I know that feeling like that's a that's our entire generation where we all we all thought it was going to get easier as we got older and it never got easier. (laughs) Nope. Nope. It just gets worse. And I don't even know if that was like if that's like necessarily like 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 obviously, you know, (laughs) when you're a kid, you want to be an adult. But like, I just I don't think that it was such a such a vast issue. Of just adult life sucking so bad in previous generations like it does for us. Because it's like, we just, we like just could not catch a break. It's just one thing after another. And it gets exhausting. It it really does. And it just, it gets, it gets so goddamn old. Chelsea and I have had text conversations about how much being an adult fucking sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, this is the greatest con, like, what is it? The one Prince lyric, which is like the devil's greatest like trick was convincing that the world didn't no 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 greatest trick was telling us being an adult's good being adults great no it isn't it fucking sucks it is such a uh it's such a scam and i mean i won't believe that this was meant to be endlessly running circles in a fucking dream yeah like, 
Yeah. Yeah, I was uh I listened to this song on repeat doing that that uh that federal courthouse job. And uh so I was sitting in a federal court uh, a federal judge's chambers in a office, not a meeting room that is nicer than any house of anyone I know. <laughs> Period. That is not degrading to any of our houses. That's just how nice this is. And I'm sitting there screaming endlessly running in a fucking dream just like over and over not trying to be too loud because you know i'm screaming fucking dream but like yeah so this song i just i I, i'm in the rich mahogany of the room and listening like it just gives me that that vision which will probably forever be (laughs) sticking my head (laughs) yeah and i mean like uh, even like on that like line um like the the last line in the second verse is everything is so much worse than it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then I survived only by the lessons that I taught myself a life online. You care about the likes more than fixing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this, this song covers a lot. <laughs> it yeah. does cover a lot. Well, the, the, the top of the uh, second verse, which is I see through all the lies that you promised me. Why am I always in a battle with reality? Uh, getting a grip is only making it harder to breathe. And like Chelsea was like, everything is so much worse than it's supposed to be. It's just like, yeah, it really is. Like, why? <laughs> like, I was thinking about that. I, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with. Um, but I brought up the fact that like older generations, you know, don't get uh, uh, fucking boomers. Boomers don't fucking get like, um, get millennials. And like, cause like, I don't know if you were told this, when you were growing up, but I was repeatedly told life is not fair. Oh, so I still get told that all the time <laughs> by older people. Yeah. And we are, I feel like we are literally the first generation to just go, why? Yeah. Like, why can't it be? Yeah. Well, why can't it be more fair? And they're just, no one can answer. No one of the older generation can, can answer that. And like, I feel like that, defines like millennials and zoomers to an extent because like we we are now bound, banding together there was some there was some shit there for a couple years where zoomers and millennials weren't getting along but now we're kind of like banding together because like millennials are in charge of shit now so um and regardless of how much you hate my side part zoomers i respect you and your drive <laughs> but i'm not getting rid of my side part because my forehead is too big <laughs> I get you on the skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but like that is what we are trying to define. Like, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to answer that question. We're trying to be like, well, life isn't fair. And then we're just like, why? We we are literally in control of our own fate. Like society is a fucking human construct. Why can't we make it more fair? And no one has a fucking answer to that. Money. I mean, yeah, it is capitalism. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we can thank Hamilton for that. The the person, not the not the like Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, he didn't trust common man, so he thought uh, he didn't trust like regular schmucks. So he thought that stability would come more by putting them putting more money into like the wealthy people, and it would benefit society as a whole. That's a lie. It's it is a lie. It's it is it, again. It is de- dependent on a lot of what ifs. Like what if this person is altruistic? What if this rich person is actually going to contribute to society instead of hoarding like a fucking dragon? Plot twist, they don't. They don't. They really <laughs> don't. They really, really don't. There's, there, there's like no billionaires that do that. 
They, 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 this might come as a surprise to everyone, but when you spend your entire life accumulating wealth, you're real fucking worried about losing it. Like, um, Jamie Johnson, who of Johnson and Johnson, he's a filmmaker. He has a documentary that came out, Christ, like 15, maybe even 20 years ago now. Oh yeah, it probably is because Jamie Johnson's about the same age as me. Fuck. But it's called The 1%. And um, I don't know if Jamie Johnson is still altruistic or not. I would hope he is. But uh, he he used his connections being like a rich boy and got a lot of different interviews and everything like that about the uh, like the 1%. And like the the documentary opens with him on a green and someone secretly filming him talking to like a friend of the family, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a filmmaker." He's like, "Oh, what are you doing? What's your next?" He's like, "Oh, um, it's called the One Percent. It's about you know rich people and like the distribution of wealth." And this woman literally turned her back and stopped talking and walked away from him and (laughs) on a golf green like she had anywhere to go. (laughs) But the one thing that I got from that is rich people are terrified about losing all their money they are so fucking imagine how scared you are about anything in your life times 10 that is how much they're afraid of losing all their money well i mean to be to be fair not that i'm like you know you know trying to defend them but i am also afraid of losing all of my money because that's how like i have to like you know survive so i do i do kind of get like Dude, but I, whenever you have like a several billion dollar buffer, it's a little different. That's fair. Yeah. That being said, Circles is a badass song. <laughs> it is. Very good lyrics. Very, very good like delivery. Like his vocals on this song are so good. Like he does like so many like really interesting things with his voice. And I know I keep you know, harping on the vocals, but that's just what I, I, I like the vocals. <laughs> I mean, both you and I are very vocal focused cause we're both lyrically focused too. So like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are like plenty of people who listen to this podcast and like talk about the gear. And I'm like, I don't fucking know anything about the gear. <laughs> and also that is so fucking boring. <laughs> well, it's not boring for people that like it, but there's like a million podcasts out there that they'll go into like what gear they use and mm-hmm. what chords they use and all that other stuff. But I will say that the musicians in this band are still top tier. Like they're mm-hmm. all very top tier. It's not just um, the lead singer Anthony who is top tier. Like they're they are all great. Like from the guitars to the bass to the drums. Like they are all super fucking talented musicians. I mean, like. The fact that every song doesn't sound the same, because like that is like I know I've talked about this earlier, but like that's kind of the hallmark nowadays of newer metalcore is that like newer metalcore kind of all sounds the same. Um, like that whole era where I think it was like 2012 until like 2013 or so. No, no, longer than that, probably 2015, where it was the boy bands with breakdowns phase of metalcore. Like, it all fucking sounds the same. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, like, I think uh, Bring Me the Horizon, like, changed so dramatically is because they didn't want to get pigeonholed into that. Unfortunately, they're not very good at what they're doing now. But that's beside the point. Uh, I have thoughts on Bring Me the Horizon, everybody. But, um... uh, But the the fact that, like, it is very obvious you can hear the Motionless and White influence in this but I can tell every song apart and I, it doesn't like blur into like one massive thing. Like I'm able to like, even whenever I was like listening to the, cause I also listened to this album on repeat as well. Um, 
like I was able to tell where I was in the album, which is not something super common that that has been happening with a lot of newer bands. So like, you know, cheers to them. Yeah, and they 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 do like you can tell that they are like heavily influenced by Emotionless and White, and you can tell like some of like some of the other influences. Like I can hear some like Ice Nine Kills in there too, um, and I can't remember. I I do know that like some of their other influences i have read it i just don't remember where i did sorry bad podcasting (laughs) Um, but um you they have their own sound like it's not like ripped off of their um their uh influences like i i i love most motionless white and white to pieces i really do but you you can really really tell what they were influenced by each album. Like you can really like, let's just let, let's, let's call a spade a spade and say that scoring the end of the world is a masterpiece of an album, but there is a lot of breaking Benjamin on there. The cleans are very breaking Benjamin influenced. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to sign a life today and that is probably the most egregious example of the breaking Benjamin. And I like it. Don't get me wrong. Like I sing along. I like sign a life like a lot, but I'm just like, yeah, it's a breaking Benjamin vocal hook. Sign of life and masterpiece, because I masterpiece sounds really similar to I think it's Dear Agony uh-huh. by Breaking Benjamin. Because I, I was a I was I like Breaking Benjamin a lot. Um, I only liked like I liked uh, Diary of Jane and So Cold. Those were the ones that I like listened to a lot. I like those two albums because I think that the So Cold was on like the blue gray album that I don't remember what it was called. Um, but I listened to that a lot when I was a teenager, and I think the Diary of Jane was on the next. Album. Yeah, they're on two different so- two different albums. I yeah. know that because yeah, yeah. But like I I like I like those. But yeah, Master the first time I, now when I listen to Masterpiece, I just hear Masterpiece. But the first time I was just like, this is very Breaking Benjamin, <laughs> very. And then like obvious like Infamous is like Marilyn Manson. Why I fell off. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until I started being friends with you did I start listening to them. Because I fucking loved Creatures, but Infamous, I was just like, mm, how about you don't suck Marilyn Manson's dick so hard, please? Yeah, so, like I said, no no hate towards them, but, you know, you can really see it, and it, you can't really see it in, in here. Like, this doesn't, they don't sound like they're ripping off Motionless and White or any other band. Um, but you can tell that you can definitely tell there's like influences in there. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So next we have Dead. Oh, this is the only one that doesn't have a singles uh, album art. This is actually the Halloween Town album art. I love the Halloween Town album art. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, it's like cute and spooky. Yeah. <laughs> which is like a lot of my aesthetic. Not a little more spooky. Courtney Courtney is like cute and spooky with the heavier leaning to the cute side and I'm cute and spooky leaning more towards the spooky side, but we mesh very well. It's my roommate for anyone who is just joining us now. If this is your first podcast, why did you start here? I'm very curious. Let me know. He's very good at building up his scream. Mm-hmm. 
This is probably the most motionless a white song they have. Really? I would I would say Halloween Town. Okay, I'm going to have to re-listen to that then. Maybe it's also because we just talked about it too, where I was just like, I, I, the connections. I'm making the connections. <laughs> this is this is very emotionless and white, but uh, no, I think Halloween Town for like the yeah, I think Halloween Town. That's probably why I started off with liking that song so much. Also, I I know I just said that we don't really talk about like a lot of the other music but the drums in this song I'm like noticing a lot and they're really good good double bass mm-hmm. I did see on TikTok that they just came out with the first ever like one pedal double bass so like you can you can switch between like a single and a double bass with one foot now huh so you can go even faster <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Their breakdowns could be a little heavier. That's my only critique. That's fair. But I also just am a sucker for heavy breakdowns, so... The chugs. Chugs. The bleh. I've never been a big breakdown guy, though. Like, I can take it or let Because I know it's like the metalcore equivalent of like a fucking solo at this point. But like... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good... That's, yeah. But like, I, I can take them or leave them. Like, a, a song is, is not a make or break on, on that for me. I mean, are you? I don't know. What are we talking about? Are you truly innocent? Probably not. No one's innocent. <laughs> Even babies. Have you ever met? Like, I, I like, I, everyone is just like, baby, well, maybe like infants are like, you know, innocent. But once they get to toddlers, man, some toddlers are just like, oh my God. It was just the authority that you said that with. Where you're just like, no one is innocent. <laughs> It's very Catholic of you. <laughs> well, it was just Easter. So. <laughs> Good fish fries. <laughs> That's what everyone in Pittsburgh, because like, Pittsburgh is a very Catholic uh, city. So everyone's just like, no matter your denomination, the one thing that brings everyone together is like, ooh, fish fries. <laughs> <laughs> There's an app. There's a local app so you can find fresh fish fries in uh in, in Pittsburgh. Seriously? I there missed is. the app. Yeah, there's an app. Damn I can't remember it. what it's called, but there is an app for it. I'm gonna have to download that for next year because like I only got like thank thanks to my my housemate that's staying with us, Mal. I got like fish fry twice this Lent season. But at least it was twice. It does make it easier for the Jews to keep kosher because fish is a lot more available because uh, fish is Perev. It is not considered meat. It's considered Perev, so neutral. So you can put cheese on that shit, and it's you're not breaking kosher. And we tried to, the operative word. We try to keep kosher on Shabbat and holidays. Uh, Passover ends. Oh, ended. It ended last night. I didn't. I failed miserably on that one. I did not keep kosher, and I ate bread. So <laughs> uh, 
first uh, first official Jewish Passover didn't didn't turn out so well. It's okay. You did good. You did good on Purim. I was so drunk on Purim. Oh my god! <laughs> I usually remember the night pretty well. I do not remember. <laughs> there are blank spots of that night. Let me tell you. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> so any, anyway, um, um, I do. I like this song. It's it's probably this one is probably my least favorite on the song or on this on the on the ep comparatively to everything else on this uh album it is the weakest that is not to say it is a weak song that is just to compliment the other songs yeah it's yeah it's not weak by any means but it's just like this one just doesn't hit it's also the song before <laughs> my favorite so but um yeah i i like the I, lo- I love the chorus. I love the way he sings the chorus. And the drums are really good. Um, I like this life is getting chaotic. Thoughts only get more psychotic. When I just can't help but listen. Oh God, there is a voice that telling me, telling me that I have no choice. Take me away. Insanity is not a game that you want to play. Bend until I fucking break. Just leave with dignity. You'll never know the pain that you're causing me. Ooh. <laughs> oh someone just realized something on mike <laughs> i don't know anything about that that should be a fucking drinking <laughs> game rule also chelsea has revelation on mike <laughs> finish your drink <laughs> so hopefully that that i don't think that happens quite often but it it has happened that's why i said often. finish your drink not take yeah. a drink yeah not as much as you know like you Yelling at me that you, I don't know you. <laughs> I, that's like my like one of my catchphrases. It's still I'm pretty sure I stole it from Corey and Jay. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean, if you if you were one of those pull string toys, that would be one of your catchphrases. Is you don't know. <laughs> Man, I kind of want someone to make that into a meme. Like if I had a draw, if I had a if you like, yeah. talk box, what would my what would my catchphrases be? I mean, I can make that, and I have that power. <laughs> we have the tools. We have the talent. Yeah, but I also am a little afraid <laughs> what, <laughs> what people will say. The, the, that I I know that feeling. There have been several times I've seen me. I'm like that could be no. No, because it's never the people that I'm like, I think will answer. It's the people that I uh, like on social media that I haven't talked to in like six years. And I'm just like, you don't know me, dude. Like, <laughs> how are you? You have like this, this perception of me that's at least six years old. I, unlike you, seemingly, I have evolved. <laughs> I, uh, I actually just got a memory the other day um, of something that I posted recently along those lines. It's just like. What what bands do I look like I listen to? And I had I had to share that. And of course, someone said The Cure. Of course. But if then you're new to the podcast. Chelsea hates The Cure, <laughs> or at least Robert Smith's voice, at yeah. the very least. Yeah, I can't stand it. Except for that, like one song in The Crow. I like that because it's The Crow. Um, but uh, yeah, someone said The Crow, and then someone like kind of someone else was just like Nickelback, and I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> no <laughs> they were you know they were trolling it was like it was a really good troll that's 
Fair. It was a great troll. It was perfect. But I was still just like, excuse you. Why, why are you calling me slurs? This isn't cool. <laughs> That's biphobic. <laughs> Kinda. Based off of Nickelback's fan base, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to steal Juliana's catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> That's biphobic. Or, yeah, yeah, that would be, uh, Jules would be, uh, uh, this is biphobic and anti-Semitic. That would be one of her pull string. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> And also, this shit fucks. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is that also, as well. All right, are you ready? We're moving on to your favorite song. I actually am not sure if I'm ready for this or not. This is I love this song. This is it's such a beautiful song from start to finish. But boy, do boy is it a call out to me? Like I was like I actually when I found this song, I had like. A really good night the night before and I was like you know really happy and enjoying myself and just in a generally like a good mood and then I heard this song and I was just like oh and then I put it on repeat and completely ruined my good mood myself did it to myself like just and I was just like yeah this is why I can't have nice things <laughs> The song is called The Fear, everybody. And this song is very much uh, something that I really, really appreciate about music is whenever it can synthesize a feeling or a situation. And, oh, boy, does this do that. <laughs> it really does. Like, I have, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm just going just gonna to get started and we can talk more about it when it's done. But, yeah, this is a great song. It's a, it's a beautiful masterpiece. I'll let you scroll for the lyrics because I know them really well. <laughs> I will probably talk about every single line in this song because every single line in this is just great. fucking feeling I know (laughs) and the way he delivers it too gets me every single time this synthesize like if they never do anything else ever they can like die happy knowing that they wrote a song like this because I think this is one of the most difficult things to do to be able to synthesize a feeling perfectly and whoo, they do it. Yeah. 
It's just so perfect. The song is perfect. <laughs> I don't say that much, but very often, but like. I've, the first time I heard this chorus, I was like, excuse me, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not need to be called out this early in the morning. It's like 9 a.m. Actually, the day that I heard this song, I shared it to my Instagram story and you liked it like pretty much right away. And you were like, I know what you're I know what this is about. I was like, I have an idea. And then I looked up the lyrics to confirm. I'm like, I think I literally went whenever I read the lyrics. I was like, oh, I hope she's OK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like. Like I said, excuse me, what the fuck? Did you just, like, just stalk me to figure out my life at this moment in time? Like, ugh. I'll just scroll to the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, <laughs> to get into it, um, the, the, the first line, the way he delivers it, the roses are dead, like, so good. And, and like, it's such a good preface preface to this song because of like what the rest of it is about so like you know seeing it like like as like a dead relationship and like like roses that you bought for your partner that are just like dead and withering and so that's that's perfect <laughs> your tone says otherwise <laughs> I mean, just because it gives me, like, plus 100 emotional damage doesn't make it any less perfect. <laughs> I think I used that, that that analogy correctly. No, you did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As the nerd of Gotha nerd, you, you used that correctly, yes. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, and then uh, this one, this, this part isn't, like, so devastating, but I still like the lyrics. It's, uh, she's got the heart of a witch, and sanity seems like a gift. She's got you all stuck in the palm of her hand, and she'll kill you with one single kiss. Perfect. I mean, not perfect. It's good. I like, I like that. It doesn't, at least for me, I can't relate to that particular verse of this song, at least for, like, the, the other reasons that I relate to this song. I can. I'm sure you can. <laughs> I don't know why it never occurred to me, but this does actually remind me of a relationship. So, yeah. Incoming feels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew, I knew that you know. I don't, I don't know how like far into like my feels I'll get with this song, but I knew when we were doing this album that I was gonna have to talk about this song, and I can't you know, not get feely over it. Cause like I said, it just, just keeps calling me out the, the whole way through after this verse. Yeah. The first two verses you're like, is this like toxic bro shit? And then by the time it gets to the co uh, chorus, you're like, Oh no, he's in pain. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he brings you right down with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think 
Yeah, the the first time I heard it and was just like, oh my god, <laughs> have you met me before? <laughs> but uh, and then the second verse, the verse is toxicities lie inside of our mind with no way to leave and no reason to try ask yourself why you say that you're fine truth manifested from repeating lies and then yeah do you have anything <laughs> to comment on no that i've just i was i would n- no well it, it it more solidifies with the chorus so we'll just get we'll wait we'll wait yeah. but like i absolutely love this verse too like it hits it it hits me in the feels too, just as much as like the chorus does. I love the open your eyes. You're dying inside, carefully treading on every single facet of life. This isn't living. I'm constantly sitting inside of the hole where I buried my pride. <sighs> the aspiration. <laughs> I was, I wasn't going to make any, I, I think you were waiting for me, but I was like, I'm just going to let her go. We're just going to, we're going to keep going. I actually thought we were going to do a group sigh. Yeah, I know that fucking feeling. It wasn't necessarily in my case. It was pride. It was just like, no, she wouldn't do that to me. Yeah, she would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just the like the you're dying inside, carefully treading on every single facet of life. This isn't living like I know it like, you know, flows together. But like all of those lines, like really like separately are really powerful and really meaningful and just (sighs) so and then and then we have the pre-chorus which goes riding this merry-go-round every day gets exhausting i can't seem to breathe i'm suffocating every thought in my in my mind so that i don't have to see the truth in front of me Yeah, you see, you see where we're going with this, guys. <laughs> with Yins, with Yins, and see where we're going. So then, in case you uh, weren't aware, then the chorus kicks in. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it gets really devastating and beautiful and amazing. Um, it's uh, how far am I willing to go to prolong the inevitable? This stabbing pain in my soul, telling me what I already know. Just because you're sitting there next to me doesn't mean you're really there mentally. Actually, I don't believe you're there at all. Yeah. I don't, do I really, do I really even have to like (laughs) go into that? That's like, it's pretty, pretty blunt in your face. Like, I feel like a lot of people have been in a relationship like this. Where like, you know, you know, it's over or, you know, it's toxic and you know that you should leave, but like, you just can't. And like, you're just making yourself miserable by staying. And the way he says this stabbing pain in my soul, telling me what I already know, like, it just like breaks my heart. Like every single time I hear this song, the way he delivers it is just with all of the sincerity in the world. Like he's experienced, like, like for me, it was like an ex that like, we weren't together for very long. She would, in retrospect, she was a rebound, but, uh, I can say though, I, uh, fucking one, I, I KO'd that relationship. I did absolutely nothing wrong in that relationship. And every single person was just like, you know, you did absolutely nothing wrong. I'm like, I'm aware. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like 
near the end of the relationship, the the whole like, how far am I willing to go to prolong the inevitable, the stabbing pain in my soul, telling me what I already know? Yeah. I was not I was I was lying to myself real bad that like everything in my like I'm I'm pretty good at reading body language and tone and I was ignoring all of it all of it every last instinct that I ever have about like reading a human being I was just like no she wouldn't do that to me no she wouldn't do that to me no 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 she wouldn't do that to me and then she invited me over on a Friday night and told me she cheated on me <laughs> With the only girl that I told her not to fuck, and she did. <laughs> Literally the only girl. I was like, you're bisexual, it's fine. You know, if you need to, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, don't don't, don't have sex. She's bad news. Don't have sex with her, and she literally did. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I definitely, personally, uh, have a really bad habit of holding on to things way after I should. <laughs> and I know don't look at me like that. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> he like gave me this look and like blinked his eyes real fast like, hmm, you don't say. It was a flutter. It was a flutter. Thank you. That's what I that was uh but yeah, so I'm like I'm very keenly aware and like fairly recently, not like super super recently but um you know towards the end of like the last year this the song really i was in a situation like this and just wouldn't just wouldn't walk away so but yeah no matter how many times we told her please please do please do it please we love you please please <laughs> I have. I'm. Yeah. No. 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 Just for the record, I am doing better now. Yes. I'm doing yes. better right yeah, now. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't change the fact that like this just literally stabbed me in my soul. <laughs> like this song, like from almost start to the finish, like the first, the second verse on, it was just like, oh my god, and yeah, just. And I, th I think every, I think at some point everyone has been in that situation. Like, like I said before, where you're, you, you know that something is over and you, but you're not quite ready to leave yet. And like, you know, the feeling of someone checking out of a relationship, uh, is sometimes fairly noticeable or it's sometimes it's pretty obvious, but you just really sometimes just do like, cartwheels uh, riding this merry-go-round yeah to to uh to you uh just pretend that that's not what's happening until it like you know slaps you in the face figuratively <laughs> uh, you know it's like a the, the, like hitting rock bottom yeah. but like in a emotional way well i guess it is hitting relationship way that makes no fucking sense but you get what i'm saying yeah so the, the second pre-chorus um, is uh, riding this merry-go-round every day gets exhausting. I can't seem to face the fact that the moments we spent patching holes in the fabric was nothing but a fucking waste. And then it goes, it goes, it does the chorus again. And then like, he just like screams, this has to end before like 
the there's like half of the chorus the most heartbreaking part of the chorus and then it just like fades out and it's just it's just so so good so good even the outro with the scrimming of an inevitable it's like inevitable there's the word uh um I feel like that outro is also kind of like for him talking to other people that are might be explain like experiencing this too, where he's just like, it's inevitable, like fucking do it. Like it's going to suck, but it 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 is only a temporary pain. That that you know, what was it? Surge from System of a Down's like happiness is a temporary emotion. And he said and, and, and like that's I mean, all emotions are temporary. There's you know, sometimes you come back to them. And you know, yeah, and chances are, once you leave, you'll actually end up feeling better, mm-hmm. or at least eventually you will feel better. At least I think so. Yeah, I mean, I met Juliana after that that ex, but she doesn't listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> I know for a fact she does not listen to this. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'm not quite. I'm not quite so sure, but. Uh, don't want to go into which is why i'm not like really going to go into like a lot of details but yeah yeah. (laughs) that's not this kind of podcast it's not like oh dish girl like (laughs) i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't do that oh i know anyway because that that is way too much personal information on myself to talk about online (laughs) i mean at least when it like involved like relates to feels i mean i guess i do talk about like a lot of personal things but i just have this vision that like one time you'll let yourself go and then the next day i get a text going nick you need to cut all of that out (laughs) you sure chelsea yes (laughs) i mean to be honest i thought about asking you to do asking you to do that for the waking the fallen episode (laughs) especially since that was the first time and it was just like spew unfortunately listening back to that episode there wasn't a lot of places to cut you were you were freestyling <laughs> i know i know and it, it like i i, I actually listened to probably listened to that a lot before it actually was like released officially just to make sure that i was just like can i do this can i do, do i have to ask him to like re-record this and i was just like no it's really not that bad there's like you kept everything vague yeah you didn't give names and whatnot addresses addresses dates of birth social security numbers just kidding my social security number is two (laughs) i don't know why i just thought that was funny (laughs) i guess it was funny to me i i I hope someone's just like oh hmm. i'm not gonna give you my social security number that's a bad idea my life's already fucked as it is i don't need anyone fucking with it more (laughs) There, there are some things that you keep off the internet. That is one of them. Yes. So now, to move away from the fields, we'll go into Halloween Town. Oh, you don't have anything else to add? No, I yeah, I gave my 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 piece that you know that that woman you know cheated on me with the one. Literally, I remember like looking at her and going fifty one percent. 51% of the population you could have had sex with and I would have been fine with it. You picked the one fucking woman I said, don't do it. Don't. And she had nothing to say to that. Like, I mean, to be fair, what the fuck do you say to that, to be honest? But. Yeah, I mean, fuck. 
what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, karma's a bitch. She, uh, that that girl ended up leaving her. So, <laughs> but oh, did she leave you for the girl? Uh-huh. Oh, ouch! That's yeah. even worse. Twice that has happened. Well, not girls, but twice someone has left me for someone else. That is, uh, in case you're wondering, keeping cat at home, I suppose. So <laughs> there's really nowhere to go with that. So No, so moving on away from the fields, <laughs> the last song on the official last song on this EP is Halloween Town. It's the title track. Um, I don't remember if it was the first single or if the fear was the first single, but this is, this is a banger. It's really fun. I'm really looking forward to hearing this played out sometime um, and dancing to it because it has a really good like beat and vibe and it would, I think it would be really fun to dance to. I mean, I do dance to it like at home by myself, but like I want to be on a dance floor. It's just so much fun. It is. It's a welcome reprieve from the last one. So I'm not going to lie, I uh, <laughs> was listening to this in the last few days, and my mind went totally dirty <laughs> with that line. <laughs> like, just let the pumpkin pink king k- take control and make you a slave of all Hallows Eve. Mind immediately went in the gutter. Well, n- not immediately, but like this past week, my mind was just like, oh... Jack the Pumpkin King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my one of my first crushes. Oh really? As a kid, yeah. Uh, I can't say anything. It's not like I didn't didn't have like a thing for Sally. And now she never leaves me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird, but. I do think it's a little weird that they have pet cemetery sound bites in this and not Nightmare Before Christmas. Disney. Fair. You're right. You're right. It's probably because of Disney. Because they disowned that movie until the early, until the early 2000s when it started making them a fuck ton of money. Yeah, like the original version, the opening slate is Touchdown Pictures, but if you watch any newer versions of it, it has the Walt Disney picture, uh, like, slate in front of it, and I'm just like, you fucking assholes. (laughs) I mean, is it really modern metalcore without a bleh? 
I don't know. Uh, Knock Loose does the arf arf thing. I'm not, I, I can't sit there and say I've listened to a lot of Knock Loose, so I don't know. I know like they're the big thing now, like them and Lorna Shore. Um, eh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a, I haven't listened to a lot of them, but I, I didn't really like his voice that much on Slaughterhouse. Um, and then like a lot of people in like the Motionless and White group on Facebook that I'm in that I talk about all the time. Like, like I'm like a part of it, but I just like, like posts every now and then tag my friend Corey. It's <laughs> like, but, uh, they, uh, someone in there pointed out that he sounded like Mickey Mouse, Brian Garris. And I was just like, now I can't unhear it. Now I gotta listen. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, I can't remember like which which part of the song it was, but yeah, someone said it and I was just like, it was like dying Mickey Mouse or something like that. And I was just like, huh. I, um, they, when they, they did a small UK tour with Beartooth and Caleb Shomo of Beartooth did Slaughterhouse live with them. And I thought that, that that was like a really good version, but I do like his voice. Yeah. I like his scream a lot. Bride Garrett, or not the Caleb Shomo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That bears with, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. They did a song with Motionless and White, too, on Scoring the End of the World, and I was, just wasn't a big fan of that song. It was Red, White, and Boom. Yeah. I just didn't like the song. It wasn't so much like the voice, it was just like, meh. It was, uh, compared to the rest of the songs on that album, it's a fairly uninspired yeah. song. It was just a little. Little late. We get it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that and that and um, we're not talking about scoring the end of the world, so I'm gonna stop that. But yes, metalcore, bleh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me, like the 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 douchebag nerd in me, was just gonna be like, well, that's not canonical. While listening to the lyrics, so there's like really not that much other than like the Pumpkin King in here that it's like it's talking about like. Nightmare of Christmas because I'm one of those assholes that can like tell you the name of all the fucking characters in Halloween Town. So <laughs> if you show me a picture of someone from Halloween Town, I can tell you their name. They're actually pretty easy. There's only one that's like a, that will throw anyone off, but like I'm one of those. I, we I remember playing uh, Nightmare for Christmas: True or Pursuit, and uh, I made someone rage quit. <laughs> Because I knew like literally everything. Because it's like it's only one fucking movie, and like technically two video games, but like no one really acknowledges those video games. So I didn't know, even though there were video games, but I'm not surprised because like, especially in the like early 2000s, they were making a video game about every movie. Like I remember my dad watched the, uh, or got me, got me the HP games, mm-hmm. the. With the wizarding games. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm I was not like, going to say it. Uh, I'm not going to say it because I was like, wait, the, 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 the like <laughs> Lovecraft or are we talking about like the computer? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the wizardy one. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, uh, he had got me those games for Christmas and in true me fashion made him play that, play it while I watched because I just not a video gamer. I like watching them, but you, you just got to find the one Spyro. Oh yeah. I know you have. So yeah. <laughs> I, I do know you like Spyro. It's so cute. It is. I, yeah. I mean, I, I play the shit out of that game, so I can't really say anything. I like part of me wanted to like rebuy it, but I'm like, I'm also not going to buy a PlayStation for this either. 
I almost did when they re-released all the Spyro games, like especially the first three. I was like, huh, PlayStation 4 isn't that much money. <laughs> but like I would literally never play it. I don't think anyone in my house would play it either. So it would be like a giant waste of money. So I, just to play three games. I didn't play. I didn't follow up. I only played the first one. I didn't play like the the other two, like Year of the Dragon and Rampo's Revenge. Or? Ripley's? R- I don't. Mm. You played them, with, I didn't. It starts with an R. <laughs> I know it does, yeah. I watched like an in-depth critique of all three games and I don't Rip remember. Ripto. Ripto, yes, Rip that's Joe. it, yeah. That's what it was. I was, I was going to be really mad at myself if I <laughs> didn't think of that. No, the, the, the second, t- I actually like the second two more, more than I like the first one. Hmm. But by the time, so I started with Ripto's Rage and by the time like I finished that one in the or my dad sorry my dad by the time my dad finished the first and the third one and we went back to play the first one the graphics were so worse so much worse that I was just like I can't do this I was watching when I was watching the critique I was like I don't remember it being this bad but yeah it would be like it's just like very jagged and just like mm, but yeah I played the fuck out of that game so but yeah but that being said Halloween Town. The the one th- line that I do like because I think it sums up all of Tim Burton's like aesthetic very very well, which is beyond the cemetery lives a very lively crowd, which is like just a reoccurring motif in uh, putting filmmaker hat on a reoccurring uh, motif in like Tim Burton's movies. Though Tim Burton did not direct Nightmare for Christmas, people just remember it was Henry Selick. He was the one who did it. All Tim Burton did was show up and yell at people and push, uh, uh, punch his uh, hand through a wall, apparently, that he was so angry. But it sounds on brand. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, no, not, not many people have very good things to say about Tim Burton. <laughs> Except that he makes good movies. That's debatable uh, in modernity. <laughs> I, I I wish that there is like a Tim Burton like theme park. I think he needs his own theme park. It actually is, yeah, it is surprising. It's surprising that like no one's tried to do like a Tim Burton land in like one of like Six Flags or something like that. There was a um the uh, New York Museum of Modern Art had like a Tim Burton exhibit that had all of his art and everything like that. Uh, I want to be like fully like immersed in the world though, like like. Kind of how like Fright Night is mm-hmm. with like the spookiness like everywhere. It doesn't even feel like Kennywood anymore. I want that, but Tim Burton, not spooky Kennywood. I want Tim Burton. Just give it to me, please. Maybe if I put it on the podcast, it'll happen. Put it out into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> the only the I'm I'm wondering if the reason why it hasn't happened is because like architecturally speaking, his shit is like impossible. <laughs> like, if you're trying to make it like look the way that he is like, this is not going to stand up whatsoever. <laughs> That's true. But you know, people people can figure it out. You can just brace it with shit. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not an architect. <laughs> just do shit with it. Come on. Make it work. Make it happen. But yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's, I can't say he, he was an influence. He's still an influence on my filmmaking. Like it's very, very obvious. I can't really deny that. There's times whenever I'm just like, no, no. I'm just like, no, he really, no. <laughs> oh, so it's like me saying I don't have a type. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, a lot less emotional. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, the the lyrics aren't really like super deep in this, but I do like I do like the uh, um like. 
Welcome to Halloween Town. The party lies six six feet underground. It's just like, or beyond the cemetery lies a very lively crowd. Welcome to Halloween Town. The party lies six feet underground. It's just like it's so fun. It's so fun. Spooky, it is spooky parties. Yeah, I would have. I wish they would have maybe had like the underline of the dun 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 dun. dun. Disney. Yeah, but I mean, like, you can have, like, a, you can do, like, a, a reference and then, like, you know, homage. Well, it's kind of like that in the beginning. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I guess I want it through the whole song. That's just the Night Before Christmas nerd and me talking. <laughs> All right. So, on to their new single, which was just released on April 7th. It is called Drown. So, and yeah. Neither Nick. Nick and I both have only listened to this like once or twice, but yeah. I did like it. So if I get called out by the lyrics in this song, you'll be the first to find out. Probably going to happen. We're departing Halloween Town for the new single. Yes. I had to. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I smart. This is a little heavier than the rest of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Slightly. And, you know, I won't complain about that. mood yeah yeah i'm not called i'm not called out by it but i just i did this is, this is really deep but first that first verse was just like whoo also i guess not quite as heavy throughout 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 the rest of the song it started off hard yeah and that's not that's not a criticism. That's just a me observation. Yeah, me correcting myself. Glad to see that they're doing the uh, the the, the atmosphery shit still. Yes. <laughs> yes. I still have to make an appointment to get my blech tattoo. Yes, I'm getting blech tattooed on me. I know I've said that before, but just in case this is your first time, I'm very dedicated. <laughs> I also just think it's hilarious. Are you still doing the heart B? 
Huh. Are you still doing the B where it looks like a heart? No, I think I'm going to go with like a more death metal ah, kind of okay. look. I was I was going to do like a really like girly ba- like basic girly font with the bleh to for to add to the lols, but I wanted to like look like a a nice tattoo and not <laughs> just bleh. Lyrically, I'm not into this as much as I am the other stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. Like, it's just, it's okay. Lyrically and musically, I like the first verse. I will say that I like the first verse, um, and I don't hate it. I like it. Like, I'd listen to it again. I actually might need to listen to it again in headphones, like by myself. But um. <clears throat> The first verse that I like is, we've been living in the ocean, we always try to wash away our own sins, pretending like we're all okay by minding our business and hiding the sickness inside, but it's all a disguise, just floating in silence, ignoring the violence, this time the water, water's darkest just below the light. Like, that's, that's, I really like that, like, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, I mean, very much social commentary. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like that—that's the part I was like, mood where it's just like, yeah, that's just kind of how life feels these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I really kind of wish I would have looked up their ages before we did this to see if they are millennials or Zoomers. But it's probably—I—I I would imagine that they're probably like cuspies. Yeah, cuspies. <laughs> Or or I could be completely wrong and they could be our age. Yeah. Because just because they're a new metalcore band doesn't necessarily mean that they're young. Yeah, that is true. We are making assumptions. Yeah. You know what they say about assuming. Makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> that's really... I know that that's a typical... That was... That was I, I, didn't, I did not make come up with that, but... <laughs> I know you didn't. <clears throat> Yeah, so that is the that is the, the, the that's a first that we actually got to do where it's just like we just happened to re- be recording. See, me getting COVID wasn't such a bad thing. <laughs> I said that out loud, and I'm like, wow, that sounds real shitty, doesn't it? Uh, especially since my wife got it. But it was very mild, everyone. I literally the day I tested positive, I was like, I feel great. This is the best I felt since Sunday. And then I come back, and it's like it was one of those things. I texted my boss. I'm like, I'm taking a test. Uh, Juliana tested positive and I'm like, uh, he's like, Oh, let me know what happens. I'm like, I'll let you know in 15 minutes. And I dabbed the little, you know, pregnancy test thing. (laughs) It's like a pregnancy test. And like the, the, the liquid like consumed the strip and immediately red. And I'm like, and I just texted back and like, mind. It immediately came back to positive. That's what happened when I got COVID too. Like it was immediately like red. And I was like, all right, well, that's how that's 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 what's happening now. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we were supposed to record the day that I uh, I tested positive because like I texted Chelsea. I'm like, we still good to record. And like you literally text me back like right as I got the like the positive. And I just I just sent her a picture. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> it actually it I actually didn't realize that that's how that played out. I thought that um, I thought that you were looking back on it now i was just like or 
Yeah, I didn't. I thought you had already known that you had COVID when you texted me. No, I did not. Uh, I literally, the delay in response from whenever you told me you were like, I'm good. That was the time I was testing. Like the delay between when you text me back and whenever I texted you, that, that, that neutral space there, that was me testing. Yeah. So. And then, and then like last we were, we've been both, well, I've been, I've been really busy lately and last week. Yeah, it was last week. It feels mm-hmm. like a long time ago now, but it was last week. We went to see Billy Vallow instead of recording. No regrets. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a last minute thing. Yeah. Well, cause I didn't know if you would be like recovered from COVID or not, or if you still had COVID. You know, I, I, I tested negative on Sunday. I was like, I'm pretty sure if tests weren't like so expensive, I would have, I wanted to test on Friday. Cause I'm like, I don't think I have it anymore. Like I was telling people, I'm like, I don't think I have COVID as much as I'm carrying COVID. Like I had like no symptoms whatsoever. So, <coughs> but yeah, no, it was a, it was a last minute thing. We, uh, we, I, I bought my ticket day of, uh, you bought yours the day before. Yeah, like the night before. <laughs> I was like in the middle of doing something. That's the reason why I didn't buy uh, whenever we were texting. But yeah, you know, it was good. It was the it was the first time Chelsea and I went to a proper concert together. So yeah, so far we've just been to metalcore night. So it was a good time. Billy Vallis still sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like fucked up on how good he sounds. Like. Uh, there were times when I'm like, is he lip syncing? And then he would like hit a note differently than what I'm familiar with. And I was just like, oh, never mind. No, he's he just sounds that good still. Yeah, good for him, especially with like all of the stuff that he's got had to go through. I was really happy. And then he was just like, I'm sorry it took so long. I was trying to work up the courage. And I was just like, must protect Billy Vallow at all costs. He's a very slender man. Yeah, he is. And yeah, no, it was, it was good. Yeah. He was like, you know, this is a nostalgia trip for me as well, but he's like, it does mean a lot that you guys are really into the new shit. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I do like neon noir a lot. So I really, I think even though I haven't like listened to like the whole album, what did I know? Cause I stopped and was just like, I, I want to go listen to him now. <laughs> um, but I really love love letting love mm-hmm. letting is probably my favorite that of the ones that I know. Uh, Love Letting and uh, Salute the Sanguine. Those are like my two favorites. The one that he closed with? No, that was Saturnalia or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did play Salute the Sanguine, though. The only awkward part of it is is like the the, the encore. It's like, we all know you're going to do an encore. It's kind of, we just please just come back. Just just come back. Woo. Okay, now. Yeah, it was a really long time before he came back. Yeah, it was like it was like like I'm gonna like about to go get in the merch line if he doesn't come back soon. But then he did three songs instead of one, so yeah, at least there was that. But yeah, it was a really good show. But that that particular week, that probably would have been like the designated day. It was Tuesday, yeah. That we would have been able to record. So we yeah. saw Billy Vallow instead, and it was great. It was. Uh, 10 out of 10 do recommend if he's coming to town go see him uh, especially if you're a him fan because uh, his uh, his set is super him heavy like real him heavy like every other song is a him song and it's also Razorblade romance heavy um, he played three songs off of Razorblade because he played uh, right here in my arms join me in death and poison girl mm-hmm. I feel like right here in my arms isn't on Razorblade romance yeah it is yeah it is yeah so he did you say that already yep 
That was the first one you said. <laughs> it was. I did it in order and he played it actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I've I've been a bit scatterbrained lately. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm very like very proud of myself for being able to make any sort of plans at this point. <laughs> But yeah, so that was um, Dark Divine's debut EP, Halloween Town, plus their new single, Drowning. Uh, just Drown. Just Drown. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm scatterbrained. Again. It's okay. <laughs> but so, yeah, I hope I hope you like it. And I, I'm very, very excited to see where this band goes because this, as a debut EP, this is, this is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um even though, you know, Drown, Nick and I weren't like a fond of the rest of the, the rest of the songs are just top tier, especially the fear. Yeah, I was going to say circles and fear, like those are like, you can die happy. You wrote those two songs sort of thing. Um, like as an artist, I should say, like as an artist, you like, you could die happy just knowing that you, 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 you wrote those songs. And yeah, I mean. I mean, I knew the lyrics to the fear, and like I, I was singing along, like when I was listening to this album and everything. But like actually, like really reading them, I was like, "Oh, Chelsea, you're not the only one with emotions right now." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't. Well, I'm not glad that you had also had feelings for that, but I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> like I told you at VV, I'm like, I don't hate my emotions like you do. <laughs> I don't hate them. I just am not good at expressing them. Fair, fair. I mean, but you are with music, yeah. Well, and also in general, like the times that, like you know, because we're friends outside of this. When you've expressed your emotions to me, I'm just like, oh, I'm usually (laughs) drunk though. Okay, that is fair. Yes, but and that is not healthy. Talking about my feelings only when I'm drunk is not healthy. I'm working on it, guys. Everyone, I don't know why I keep saying guys today. Yens, yens. Uh, my apologies for the 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 language, but yeah. Uh, as your friend and your co-host, I, I I give you more credit than you give yourself. Is more that's what I'm saying. That's fair. I mean, I don't give myself any credit. Whatsoever. I know you don't. <laughs> that's why I feel the need to say these things, and I also feel the need to say them on a recorded platform so you can listen back and be reminded <laughs> that you. You have a lot more going for you than you think you do. <laughs> well, I appreciate it very much. You're a good friend. I do my best. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we don't know when season two is coming out still. Uh, I uh, I did exactly what I didn't want to do. So I'm now recording uh, Creep Me Out and 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 Geeky Nerd at the same time. And Juliana is getting on Kirsten about recording ember island player so it's going to just going to be a rotating thing i actually keep track because i have like an app called dailyo Mm -hmm. and i keep track whenever i record a podcast like that's one of the little events and last year i recorded 54 times i think i'm going to beat that record quite a bit this year (laughs) yeah because it's it's only april it's only april i haven't gone back and seen but i've i've recorded at least 15 times already this this year so yeah, I kind of figured that it wouldn't. We probably wouldn't um, start recording season two until like 
probably like the end of May, beginning of June. And if if that, if not that, probably after Summer Isle. Yeah, I mean, but also there's a thing. I, I run this network and this is one of my podcasts, so I can prioritize if I want to. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's uh, true. To quote Mel Brooks, it's good to be the king. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we, uh, I'm pretty sure you have like you have your lineup for the most part, right? I was drunk on Purim, but I remember that much at least. Let's see. Because I know you had, like, the last time I talked to you about it, you had, like, the majority of your shit. I need to go back and review mine to see if I have, if I, if these are the albums that I, in fact, want to do. I have four. Okay. So yeah. I have, how, how many am I supposed to Six. have? Six. Okay. So I'm almost there. Yeah. I'm almost there. And surprisingly enough, most of them are newer newer uh albums yeah i don't think oh no i have no i can't say there's one album that's from the early 2000s that i definitely want to do mainly because like i want to expose you to it so um but yeah well it will happen there's definitely going to be a season two uh we have other like like bonus episodes in in our back pocket because uh we kind of need to do bonus episodes because we get real rusty real quick. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Although I do, I I do have to say I'm gonna pat myself in the back on the back for the the intro for today. I did. I did. You did nail it. Yes, you did nail it. <laughs> Thank you. I will give you that. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Only fumbled my words a little bit. Remembered to ask Nick how he was doing. Ten out of ten. Do do again. <laughs> do do. Do do. Do do. I am an adult. All right. So, um, what's our outro again? Um, oh, also, uh, if you want to follow the podcast on uh, Instagram, is like the best place to do that. It's at Goth and Nerd. Uh, goth in Nerd. Wow, I really that uh, Goth the letter N Nerd. That that is all it is. Uh, that that's where we kind of post like the most, and we. The few people who interact with us, that's where we interact the most. So I found it. <laughs> yes, Instagram is Instagram good. Yeah. I still have to post on there. I actually <laughs> I have several pictures of Nick and I out at events that he like hasn't even asked for. He's just like, I'm just waiting for you to sign mm-hmm. into the Instagram and post them. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's like I just because uh, I also like on top of that, it's like that feels real micromanagey to me, where it's just like I don't really want to harass you about it or anything like that, and it's just like it will happen eventually, you know. Like, I at least do want to try to post the ones of Villy Vallo from from us at Villy Vallo this week. Mm-hmm. So, or yeah, this week maybe tomorrow instead of working, I'll do that. <laughs> the American way. <laughs> I know it takes like two seconds to post a picture, but. ADHD it's a hell of a drug <laughs> now do they drink because you said it not me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> half a drink <laughs> <laughs> sip alright so that has been this bonus episode of the Gotham Nerd Music Podcast we hope you enjoy and uh, we just want to remind you that there's no wrong way to li- enjoy music thanks Mythos Network.